0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hey, we got some work to do. We've got to reschedule FAU's college football season. We need to find some college football cathedrals. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. <laughs>
1: Turn it up!
0: From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 1063. I gotta be honest, I've been the play-by-play voice of FAU since 2007, and this, there's been some weirdness. This is the weirdness, weirdness That I've run into in my time at FAU. And it is not FAU's fault at all. It is not Florida Atlantic's fault at all. This is bizarre. I'll explain in a second. Ken LeVica Live. It is a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And we are in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach Phillips Point Towers right off of the sun-blinding yet spectacular Intracoastal Friday Night Lights That's Stone Lebanowitz, former high school football, great college football playoff winner and he runs things until 2 o'clock uh, So, this has been a long time in the making, Stone uh, uh, let, let me just give a little bit of background here, okay? So, Florida Atlantic decided all the way back in October that it eventually was going to make a move from Conference USA. That's where they have been since 2013. FAU has been in Conference USA. Decided they're going to go to the American. Uh, Move all its sports, college football, being the catalyst for all of this. The American right now is the same league that uh, houses uh, Cincinnati, UCF, uh, Houston, USF. Now, UCF's going to the Big 12, Uh, Cincinnati's going to the Big 12, Uh, Houston's going to the Big 12, and BYU is going to the Big 12, but the American had some open slots after UCF said bye, Cincinnati said bye, Houston said we're out of here. So FAU ended up picking up one of those spots. It's great. It's going to be a great move for Florida Atlantic when it happens. Now the problem is once those things started to shift and move and Conference USA got plucked, Other conferences swooped in to try and pluck uh, Conference USA members. And so teams in Conference USA that the American did not want to take, like Marshall or Old Dominion or Southern Miss, they decided, well, screw you. We're going to the Sun Belt. So, the conference, so Conference USA was like, what do we do? This is going to be rough in the next couple of years. So they sort of scrambled, and they picked up some, some smaller schools and said, all right, good, we've got a league now. Now, the consensus was all of these things were going to happen next offseason, not this offseason. But Marshall, Old Dominion, Southern Miss have all decided, as of today, that they're making the leap to the Sun Belt. A whole year before anybody else thought that they were moving. Which means Conference USA is left after putting out their college football schedules for this year three weeks ago. They're left with gaping holes all over the place, including in the East Division, especially where FAU plays. So Marshall off the schedule. Old Dominion off the schedule. And right now, as it stands, Florida Atlantic has 10 games in a 12-game regular season. And this is going to require some more planning. This is going to require court cases because Conference USA is going to court because (laughs) the Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss basically filed the equivalent of restraining orders against Conference USA. Like an entire conference. Think about how insane that sounds. They won't let us leave. No. So Conference USA put out a schedule three weeks ago, and all of those schools were on it. The Sun Belt put out its schedule today, and all of those schools were on it. So Marshall and Southern Miss and Old Dominion are saying, good, we're out, see ya. Bleep off, Conference USA. And Conference USA is saying, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. We need you, we need you. And then uh, these three schools said, "Ah, no, restraining order, 500 feet away, stay away. So Florida Atlantic has two holes on the schedule now, two holes on the college football schedule. I've never seen anything like this. Right now, as it stands uh, according to the schedule I got for where I'm traveling next year, as the voice of FAU, I'm going to be showing up in Huntington, West Virginia, for FAU to play Marshall, and nobody's going to be there because Marshall's <laughs> going to be like in uh, in in Lafayette, yeah, Boone, North Carolina, playing App State, or Lafayette, Louisiana, playing the Raging Cajuns. I'm just going to be sitting there alone in West Virginia, freezing my ass off. So I don't know what happens next. I do know it's a pain in the backside. I do know that it's question marks bound, But I want to play a little hypothetical here, okay? Because who knows? Who knows? This is new college football territory. If you were guaranteed to be able to go to these games, what two places would you most want FAU to schedule games with in all of college football so you could go to this campus? or this stadium, some place you've always wanted to go to, see a college football game at, or hell, even tailgate at. You know what? Maybe it's even a place that you have seen a game at, but you want to go back because it was so special. It was such an incredible atmosphere. You think it's the perfect embodiment of college football. Hell, these might be places I've already been to. I can help scout it out for you. Right. I can tell you what it's like. So let's let's be FAU's college football schedule maker, okay? There's two open dates now on the schedule, unanticipated, because there's a bunch of schools in Conference USA that have decided to jump to their new league a year early, and FAU is sort of sitting here right now wondering, hey, Conference USA, what are you going to do for us? Let's schedule the next two games for FAU. Let's schedule the two games in the schedule for Florida Atlantic in this 2022 season. Which two college campuses or stadiums would you most want to schedule for FAU if you also got to go? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888 760 3776 Which two college campuses or stadiums would you want FAU to schedule if you're guaranteed to be able to go to the game and enjoy it? 888-760-3776. Let me give you an example here. Cyrus Smith, he tweets, definitely Florida State. I want to go to Tallahassee. Never been there. Want to see a game there. Also, College Station, Texas A&M. So Florida State. Texas A&M. That's where Cyrus says, you know what? FAU schedule them. I'll be on that charter flight with you. It's ambitious. It's definitely ambitious. You're, uh, you know, going to Texas A&M appears to be a little more ambitious than Florida State. But okay, uh, hey, I I didn't specify whether you're taking a win or a loss here in this spot. All right, maybe both schools are paying FAU to do it, but you can put them on the schedule. You'll go on the schedule. That works. Now, for me, for me, if if I were to, uh, to to pick where FAU is going to go, all right? A place that I've never been. I'm going to choose places I've never been, all right? Like, I've talked about Georgia a lot and how much I enjoyed that. A night game at Georgia when they were debuting a new UGA and this little tiny bulldog gets rolled out on a golf cart and 85,000 fans go crazy cheering for, again, a bulldog at halftime under the lights there in Athens. But I have never been to Stadium, Tennessee. Ooh. I've been to Tennessee, but to call FAU basketball. I've never been there for a college football Saturday. You've got Neyland, 102,000 seats. You're right next to the river. Knoxville is a cool, cool city. And Tennessee fans, they don't win a lot, but they pack that thing. I would say, give me Tennessee. I'm all in on Tennessee here. And then what would i the the other one i mean honestly i've never been i've never been to the
1: rose bowl I mean, so fine put UCLA on the schedule <laughs> are you okay now let me ask are you okay going to those places and and being 30 point underdogs as yeah. you call those games bro bro I've called FAU at Alabama. (laughs) I've called
0: FAU at Auburn. That was the BCS National Championship game year. Trey Mason in the backfield. I've called FAU at Georgia. Not only have I called FAU at Alabama, I've done it twice. Okay? (laughs) Like, this isn't going to be anything overly out of the ordinary for me. I've called FAU at Oklahoma. I've called FAU at Ohio State. So, if you think I'm not used to calling games where FAU is a significant underdog, and and a lot of these were before Lane Kiffin, then, then trust me. Trust me when I tell you that that is absolutely no, no issue for me whatsoever. If you were to schedule two games for FAU, there are open dates on the schedule now, two games for FAU anywhere in college football, and you're guaranteed to be able to go, where would you send FAU? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Now, Stone, you're different because you've played college football now you played it at the fcs level but you played at auburn right southern illinois played at auburn one of your seasons right
1: not one of my seasons it was kansas state oh that uh, uh, was was last season was, was okay. a big one for us i thought you played i thought you got in late in a game oh oh miss It all miss Ole that's miss.
0: right that's right that's right it wasn't auburn wrong sec school so you've played you've li- literally played at Ole Miss, and you played at Kansas State. Yeah. By the way, how did the Kansas State game go for you? I
1: mean, so Skylar Thompson went down, which is, I mean, a stud quarterback, and, and he gave us an opportunity um, to keep that game close, but it was too much noise, too much going on. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: uh, Kansas State is tough because I remember FAU also played there. Yeah.
1: And it was,
0: um, how do I put it? Awful. Yeah. Like just the cut blocking, and these are big, corn fed. White dudes no doubt, beat the all-living hell out of the, our, our South Florida guys. That was not fun. That was not a fun trip. And Manhattan, Kansas, not a lot to it. <laughs> not a lot to it. What about you, though? You you have a different perspective on college football than I do. I'm just sort of a dude who travels around and calls the games. You've played it. So you, in your Stone Labanowitz football heart of hearts, where are you bringing FAU?
1: I, I, I think there's an opportunity to to prove a point for FAU. For instance, so you're
0: going for wins, not necessarily going for
1: wins, but maybe matchups that people want to see or that we've been waiting on. I think it's a good opportunity, free open spots, and with how college football is nowadays, it's literally just you know go chase the bag, go go check the box. So for me, because I'm an FCS guy, James Madison is moving from FCS to the Sun Belt. To the Sun Belt, they're one of the teams actually today that said it. We're jumping in early. Yeah, so I that'd be interesting for FAU to go punch them in the mouth. And kind of like maybe a petty win or a petty game on the schedule. Like, oh, you guys think you can move up and, and you know, steal the teams that are were in our conference? So win one for Conference USA. Win one for Conference oh, USA. Man. And, and then I'm sorry I'm doing two FCS schools, but the Fargo Dome. I don't know if FAU would travel oh. to North Dakota State, but, God, every single year all we're hearing is that this team can compete in the FBS, in the Group of Five, or in a Conference USA Or a a Mountain West, North
0: Dakota State could should be able to
1: easily make a jump. Carson Wentz, yeah, North Dakota State. They're like Trey Lance. They're like three and zero against their last three FBS Mm -hmm. teams. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting, and honestly, from a from a um, a gambling perspective or or just a the the line where it would be set, I would assume it'd be like FAU minus the ten points. Like I don't so, think it would be too crazy.
0: So Stone's going for nerdy, interesting matchups in his football mind, and he's looking for wins for FAU. I'm just looking for for tailgates or crowd <laughs> experience. Uh,
1: Stone's going for Stone's going for dubs. If I'm going. If I'm going where I would want to see the boys play, I want to see them go out west. You mentioned Rose Bowl, but I'm thinking more like a Boise State. You know, go play on that blue go the, field. Go play on the blue turf. Go play at 10 p.m. You know, Eastern All right. time. All and, right,
0: and, that's not bad actually. Now that's a good one. Now uh, it's funny you mentioned North Dakota State because uh, FAU actually uh, not FAU. I, I'm a ride of Valpo uh, up in Northwest mm. Indiana. And North Dakota State's first ever Division One game because Valpo is Division One non-scholarship FCS uh, went there and took an absolute blasting when I was in college. Do you remember, it the was score? not fun. Uh, it was I think it was something like fifty-six to three or something like that. It was not good. Sounds and of course, right. it was a big deal for them because oh, we beat a Division One team, but there was no way we were going to hang around in that game whatsoever. It was not happening. I like the blue field idea at Boise State. That one's good. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Where would you send FAU? Again, because of what's sneakily going to be, and it's not going to be the mainstream, but right now what is the college football story in this country is is three teams from Conference USA deciding that they are leaving early and they're going to the Sun Belt, which has left the entire Conference USA college football season in complete flux, including two openings right now on FAU schedule. What should FAU do? If you were guaranteed to go, be able to go to the game, if you were guaranteed to be able to go to this game or the games that you put on the schedule, if FAU is traveling to both of them, where would you go? 888 760 3776. Now, Ryan Lynch says more people should get to experience West Point. Army is a great place to watch a game. I have never been to Army, I have been to Navy but I've never been to Army to see a game, and I'd want them to either go to Notre Dame or Boise State. So there's Boise State again with the blue field. Nice. Notre Dame is... I, I, the tradition, obviously, is there, okay? I tend to be completely underwhelmed with South Bend. South Bend, Indiana, is a whole lot of nothing, and then more nothing, and then more nothing, and then there's the campus, and then there's the stadium. And to me, like you think Rudy, you think <laughs> a Newt Rockney, but there's nothing overly remarkable about Notre Dame Stadium. It's just sort of there.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that Notre Dame would be too interested to play You. I don't think the game would be, you know, what we hey, would but expect. But it's a hypothetical. It is. They have to say yes. We call them, they say
0: yes. Okay. We go up, and we're playing Notre Dame. Okay? Now...
1: But no, I are, agree with you. It is it is boring.
0: It is kind of boring. South Bend is sort of a boring place. I went to school in the northern part of Indiana. That entire part of the state, entire part of the country is just sort of, eh. <laughs> like, There's not a whole lot to it, and it's pretty much cloudy, 365 days a year. But I suppose there's something to be said for, hey, I got to see a game at Notre Dame Stadium. Sure, okay, that works. Now, Boise State, Blue Field, that's a little bit different. West Point, that's cool. And honestly... The, any of the military academies, and, and FAU had the opportunity to go to Air Force this year in another game that didn't go particularly well for the Owls. Um, but Air Force was cool, and it's got a beautiful vantage point. It's at the edge of the Rockies. You're overlooking. You're, 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 the stadium is set up in elevation just a bit, so you're able to oversee the valley and Colorado Springs and all that. That was cool. But Navy, for me, when FAU went to play there several years ago, was an awesome experience because am I the most like huzzah military person no but there's something cool about it all the cadets rolling in uh everybody dressed like it looks cool man it's just an awesome feel when FA went to Navy that was one of my favorite experiences
1: yeah no matter who they're playing or, or you know what the deal is those fans always seem to appreciate football And show respect to whoever they're playing. Like I said, whatever the situation is. Now, funny story about Navy. So um,
0: my sister at the time was living in D.C. So she drove up. We all came in, obviously, the night before, which is how FAU usually travels. And she came to the team hotel and then drove uh, and and, uh, met us at the stadium. We got on the buses. She went to the stadium. We didn't have a pass for her. So what we did, and again, this is... This is a, a, a military institute, okay? <laughs> this is Navy. This is the United States military. You would think that this is the, 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 the most hardcore, iron-fisted security that you're going to find. No nonsense. My sister literally just walked through the gates where the teams come in after they get off the bus, and it was able to access the field and then we just gave her a media credential and she came up to the broadcast booth. <laughs> at Navy. At Navy. Think about that. Well, they uh, you she- got in trouble at the Honda Classic <laughs> for taking 8 <laughs> steps inside the ropes to a point where the PGA Tour got involved. My sister at at at, at Navy. At Navy just gained access to the playing field without anybody. And my sister was wearing like a regular, just like fashionable coat. And she didn't look like she was with any of the teams. She was just well-dressed and hanging out. Nobody checked her. Nobody asked for a credential. Nobody asked for an ID. And then we just did the old passback like we were at a bar. We did the old media credential passback and got her into the broadcast booth at Navy. Meanwhile, you got in trouble by the PGA Tour on Se-
1: Sunday. Seriously. Now, you said she wasn't really dressed for the occasion, but could she pull off the athletic trainer look? <laughs> no. She wasn't wearing, like, swishy pants or a sweater or,
0: uh, or anything like that. Sneakers? No. No, she looked like just a regular person who showed up for the game and uh, uh, didn't look like a football fan because she wasn't wearing anything for either team. Yeah, so at Navy, just snuck in. No problem. So that left me a little bit concerned for the well-being of national security. Other than that, I'm glad it happened. Um, Aiden Pierce says, get me Oregon on the schedule. I like that. I think they would play up to Oregon. I Actually, that's my favorite one. I love that. I kind of like Oregon an awful lot because it's just cool. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about is forget the matchup for a second. Like, it's just cool to be at Oregon in a college football game at Autzen.
1: Yeah. you. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sneakily the hub of college football, I feel like. It's like every kid's dream growing up. Either you want to play at Oregon or you want to play emulate, at Oregon. Yeah,
0: emulate Oregon. Oregon is just cool, you know. Uh, I also want to go to Northwestern. Why?
1: Wait, that's what he said.
0: Yeah. Why? why?
1: Yeah, why? Aiden, why? We just spent five minutes trash in the Midwest, and how boring.
0: Uh, North, there is there is nothing redeeming about college football in Evanston, Illinois.
1: And the last we want is Pat Fitzgerald beating up on us.
0: Well, and I also, uh, trust me as someone who has been to Northwestern football games, even when they're good, even like Darnell Autry and the 94 Rose Bowl team, whatever. No. No, the the it's the crowd is the stadium holds like 10,000 people. Uh after October, it's right by the lake, so it's cold as hell at all times. There's no protection for you and there's no atmosphere. Uh-uh. I
1: <laughs> No. No,
0: if if FAU goes and plays at Northwestern, that's a big no for me. Even if they that.
1: win, it's not like anybody's going to remember, "Oh, you remember when we beat Northwestern?" Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. Remember that, that 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 famous day on October 25th, 2022 when we beat the Mighty Northwestern Wildcats? No. He also has as an honorable mention Syracuse. Again,
1: I love it. Why? Oh, go play in the what dome. What is cool
0: about the Carrier Dome?
1: I just I, it, it is cool. I think it's undeniably cool. I think it has tradition or it's just like a, a, a nice atmosphere. It's another one that that I think as a kid growing up you're like I want to play in there's been so many good games. In the Carrier Dome. I think it would be cool to play there. When's the last really good game that's been played in the Carrier Dome? See, I'm a junkie, so I would go Liberty-Syracuse, the OT game. But, I mean, that's that's not you it.
0: Are, you are a nerd. You're right. You are, you are the biggest nerd. Bob Markey <laughs> tweets, Miami and South Florida. Here's the thing. FAU has already played there. They've played Miami several times. They've played South Florida uh, three times, I believe. They've been to Tampa. South Florida has come over once, and then South Florida ducked FAU in the 2020 season because they knew that they were going to get lit up. Um, But, yeah, fine. Uh, Going to Raymond James is cool because you're at Raymond James, but there's no atmosphere at USF. There's not. There is no atmosphere.
1: When's the last time the Owls played at the bounce
0: house? Uh, 2018, and then UCF comes here this year. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, FAU hosts UCF and goes to Purdue. Those are the games we know about. As far as what conference FAU is going to be in or who they're going to play in conference play, I have no idea. But I do know UCF comes down here, and uh, then we'll go to Purdue. Okay. that That's that's a good game. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's always good to say you can go to the Big Ten. Purdue's fine. I, Fine. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Like, extol the virtues of <laughs> Purdue? I don't know.
1: I don't know. No, I'm with you there. It's fine.
0: Uh, but, again, it's it's not like going to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Now, FAU took its beating, but going to Ohio State was cool. We also have um, uh, JGH saying, uh, Happy Valley, going to Penn State. Now, that
1: that would be pretty cool. For a
0: whiteout game,
1: that would be phenomenal. I went to one of their whiteouts games last season when they played Illinois and it was the That was what, the nine overtime. It was game. the nine overtime game and I've never seen anything like it. It was just a different atmosphere. And I think FAU would as far Thank as Thank
0: God that was a whiteout game because other than that that would have been a uh there wasn't a whole lot to like on the field.
1: Yeah, we actually left in like the third quarter and went to some Famous bar. I'm putting quotes up. It was like the one of the most famous bars in the Wait, country. You left the nine overtime
0: game, one of the games of the
1: season, to go to a bar in it, the third quarter. Well, the bar was honestly more exciting. And it, trust me, all 7,000 TVs there had the game, and everybody was watching every play. But it started to drizzle, and neither team could score. Uh-huh. And the over-under was set at like 36 points between two teams. So it was like, is nothing going to happen here? It was like 10 to 7 with like five minutes left in the third quarter. And we were like, all right. We got to get out of here. Yeah, and it, it got good.
0: Uh, Evan K says the Carrier Dome is dope. Syracuse would never agree to play FAU. They battle for the same kids in South Florida. There's something to that. Yeah, but that's the interesting part. That's what people are interested in. Uh, uh, energy MMA says Stillwater, Oklahoma. Go Pokes, <laughs> the house that Energy built. That's right, that's Jay awesome. Boone Pickens. Oklahoma State, I've never been there. I've, FAU has played at Oklahoma State, but it's before they renovated the stadium to where like, the fans are literally seven inches away from the field. Uh, it, it's, it, it's a big padded wall. It's completely surrounded, and you have those maniacs right on top of you on the sideline. I would like to go to a game in Stillwater. That's kind of cool. I am definitely into that. I am definitely, definitely into that. Um As far as I'm concerned, though, I want to get to the Rose Bowl. I definitely want to get to the Rose Bowl. I also have someone saying the uh, the Iron Bowl teams, Alabama, Auburn. Pass. I've been to Alabama. I've been to Auburn, both those places. And I've been to two night games called two night games at Auburn. So no matter who the opponent is, that negates the, oh, well, the fans were just sleepy because it's a night game. They both were underwhelming. Yeah. Alabama and Auburn are two of the most underwhelming college football in game atmospheres that I've experienced. Number one for me is Georgia and the swamp. Florida's always just lit up. No matter and what. And I've, I've, you know, I've called three games there. Two under the lights, one of them the overtime game that was a noon kickoff, and things really picked up in the fourth quarter when Gator fans thought that FAU was going to beat them, and in overtime. But the Swamp is always good. Georgia's awesome. Alabama, Auburn, eh. It's, it's sort of just like a haughty football crowd. Like, uh, we know we're good. We know that we're Alabama, we're Auburn. So it's like the, the, the old money crowd. Yeah, you know, so they're just sort of sitting there, and they have their their spritzers, and
1: they're good to go. And I also think Auburn, the football program, are right now is in like a state of disarray. I think they have a lot going on right now, so yeah. I don't know what the fans think.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I do know I was there the year they went to the BCS national championship game against Florida State. FAU played them in the random uh, SEC open second to last week of the regular season date, and uh, they put a beating on FAU, and then. That was it. Uh, It was just sort of, okay, well, this game is happening. You would never know that they were in the national championship picture. So it was just weird. Where would you send FAU? Two open dates on the schedule. Your college football hypothetical dream scenario where you would end up going. You're guaranteed to go to the game. Where would you send FAU? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I say, send me to UCLA. Send me to the Rose Bowl. I'm good with that. And uh, you know what? Let's go to Boise State. Let's go to the blue turf. Let's do it. Now, Stone's a nerd. He wants James Madison and North Dakota State. All right. How about you? 888-760-3776. 760 uh, 3776 We are presented by title sponsor, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge. He is leading the way. 22 years of helping the sports executives of tomorrow. Get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. FAU.edu slash MBA sport, the professors, they're in the sports industry. They're teaching firsthand knowledge. It is modern sports. This isn't something from 20 years ago. No, 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 no. This is curriculum material that's gonna help you now in the modern age, make you valuable to employers, whether it's pro sports, college sports, local sports, across the board, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program fau.edu/slash/mba sport. That's fau.edu/slash/mba sport. When we return, we continue to take your college football venues. Where should fau go? Your dream sites. If you were guaranteed to go to fill out fau's schedule, which is now in flux. And when we return, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing something. The Dolphins have to follow. He's Stone Labanowicz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, Stone, you know, we are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash mbasport. And you know, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in college football, and definitely in my, what, 15, 16 years at FAU... Florida Atlantic right now doesn't know what its college football schedule is. And, again, I want to reiterate, just in case someone's listening in bulk and saying, ah, Ken's talking garbage about FAU. No, this has nothing to do with FAU. Conference USA, its current conference, and that's a whole different discussion for an entirely different time about how that thing is run. But uh, Conference USA today losing three teams a year earlier than everybody thought and they're bolting for the Sun Belt. Not even for the American, but for the Sun Belt because they want to get out of Conference USA. And that leaves two big holes on FAU's schedule later in the season. And so let's just play a hypothetical. Say that you're FAU Athletic Director Brian White and you have carp blanche to schedule, schedule two games anywhere and you're guaranteed to be able to go. Where would you want to see? Are there college football stadiums you've always dreamed of going to, campuses you've always dreamed of going to, or a place that you fell in love with that you'd love to go watch a game, head back there and take in a game. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 Which two college campuses or stadiums would you most want to schedule for FAU if you were guaranteed to go? 888 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six and tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. Stone and I have thrown out UCLA, that's the Rose Bowl, Boise State, the Blue Turf. We've had the Carrier Dome, we've had Northwestern uh we've uh we've had Alabama and Auburn I'd love to go to Neyland Stadium at Tennessee and see what that's like with the 102,000 fans there Bill is in Port St. Lucie Bill is on at Ken Levick Alive Bill where are you in FAU all right I got two and one is from a personal standpoint okay. my wife a graduate from FAU and myself a graduate from Pitt I would love to see them go to Pittsburgh. Go to Heinsfield. To be able to go back home and see that at Hines Field, yeah, I love it. Um, the second one, to me, it's a no-brainer because of the history. Got to go to South Bend. Okay, so you're going to Notre Dame. So let me just give you a little bit of a piece of advice because I've I've been there, Bill, uh, and I'm sure you, okay. you, you you haven't been to South Bend, right?
1: I have not. Okay. been. I've been. <laughs>
0: Almost everywhere, but not South Bend. Got it. Uh, so, what I would do if I were you is, I would spend your Friday night in Chicago. Okay, don't even right. bother. Don't even bother seeing if there's anything to do in in northern Indiana because the answer to that is no. Uh, so, <laughs> spend Friday night in Chicago. Make the hour forty-five. Nearly two-hour drive to South Bend. There's nothing in South Bend. It's very flat, very blah. Then you get to the campus. It's okay. Touchdown, Jesus. That's cool to see. And then the stadium, you know, the stadium is not aesthetically, like, jaw-dropping, but it is cool to feel all the tradition there. So you'll get, you'll right. get the most out of it. But, again, keep yourself entertained and stay in Chicago Friday night, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> Bill, appreciate the call, buddy. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I love being able to stone Find a reason to get into any sort of college football talk in the on the first day of March. Literally March. Yeah, like, that's fine.
1: You know what? Because it's our damn show, and we can do what we want. <laughs> Who's gonna tell us no? And everyone said that there's no football right now. So at least you know we're throwing it at them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's head to Kelly in Palm Beach Gardens. Hi, Kelly. What's going on, fellas? Good to hear from you, brother.
1: So, uh, you know, I went to UF, so I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of the SEC stadiums. The Stadium on the river there is awesome. Um, You know, I've been to a lot of those. So what I would want to do is I would want to go out to the Pacific Northwest and go to Alton Stadium at Oregon. Yep. And then I also believe that University of Washington also overlooks uh, it does a river i actually so no. i have
0: not been there for football but fau basketball started a season in a tournament there at u so i made sure to check out the stadium and the view of the it's a it's a big lake that the, is there that's then uh, attached to puget sound yeah it is one of the best single views in all of college football without question
1: yeah, so there and then and in Oregon. I'd love to see a, That's um, a, a good game one. at Oregon. That is
0: a good one, yeah, because you're, you're used to the swamp and uh, hot and sticky and all the SEC. There is no such thing as hot, sticky college football up in the Pacific Northwest. Even in September, it's cool, and appreciate the call, Kelly. It's cool, and it's beautiful, and then once you get out of September, it's just cloudy. It's cloudy and rainy and foggy and depressing. So you better have a good view. You better have something to look forward to because I'm telling you, Stone, I spent four days in Seattle in that FAU basketball tournament. That was 2011 after four days in Seattle. I found it beautiful, but yeah. I was ready to get out, get out of there. I mean, it was November. It was mid-November. and I was like, I don't think mentally I can take this anymore. How do people live in the Pacific Northwest and handle all the rain and all the clouds? You don't see sun for like four months. You might as well live up in Anchorage. I don't understand how people do
1: it. And we get rain here, but it's totally different rain. Totally. We get rain after seven yeah. days of bright and sunny. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 But up there, I mean, it's constant. It's, yeah. it, there's always like a mist. You're always like
1: <laughs> a mist.
0: wet. It, it's really, really gross. I will say the one thing that takes adjusting to coming down here. When I first came down here in 2007, and I experienced a true South Florida downpour for the first time, I mean, that's just different. Those raindrops, they just hit different. It's like Like, a tropical storm. They're the heaviest raindrops I've ever seen in my life. The first time it happened, I was on 95, and I was like, Oh, Jesus! (laughs) What do I do? So I turned into one of those idiots who turns on their hazards on 95, even though, you know, you don't do that. Uh, but I didn't know what to do. I'm like, do I pull off? Do I go to the side? I don't want to get killed, but God, these raindrops are so big. It's really scary. The first time you experience that after coming down here from the Midwest, like South Florida rain,
1: way different from Midwest rain. God, this grandma's going 50 yeah. over here in the right lane. Hurry up, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you go and it's a 30 yeah. year old man, 10 and two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh no. See now though, I'm like, ah, whatever. Heavy
0: rain. Get moving. Yeah. Move or, your ass. or our
1: plants need it. Our trees need it. My yeah. yard needs it.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So, yes. 37-year-old me, I've gone full dad. Because anytime time it rains, and you can ask my wife this, I, I always say, boy, boy, did our lawn need that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it never fails. And I don't know what it is, because I also think I say it when the lawn didn't need it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just an old man response
1: now. It's like you're officially over that
0: hump. Yeah. But or anytime it rains, oh boy. Oh boy, did the the lawn need that. <laughs> and for me, it's just the lawn.
1: Like yeah.
0: my wife handles the the flowers and all that stuff, the landscaping. For me, it's the lawn. It's my pride and joy. And I haven't even owned a house for over two years at this point. But the lawn is such a great source of masculine pride.
1: For sure. And I'm surprised you say that because you're always complaining about mowing the grass.
0: Oh, yeah, because my, like, like I've said, my lawn is like on the, the verge of being able to use a, a riding mower. And I'm not trying to brag about, hmm, I've got two acres of land. I don't have two acres of land. But also, I, I live on a corner. So you're inevitably going to have a little bit larger yard on a corner, and I could probably get away with a riding mower if I had, I don't know, like another 300 feet either way, Mm -hmm. but I don't, so I'm using the push mower still, and so it's a pain. So you know what I do? I drink beer. Oh I drink yeah. Drink beer while I mow the lawn. And you know
1: what? It helps. Let me ask you how you do that though. If you got you two mean? hands on the pusher.
0: Oh. where's the beer going? All right. So the beer I don't I don't have the beer. I don't carry the beer with me while I'm mowing the oh, lawn. You, you know take what you drink do? Breaks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a reward. You know what you <laughs> do? You finish a section of the yard. Maybe it's we have a big tree in the yard. There's some roots and you got it uh, got to be a little strategic so you don't uh, run the the blade over the roots. If you can maneuver through that and then get all that cut down, you get through that section, you earn a drink. You enjoy some beer. Exactly. And then you get through the long strip of grass in the front of the yard where maybe the grass is a little thicker, so you gotta go over it a couple of times. And then you you enjoy your reward, your 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 golden reward. Yeah. That's how I that's how I live my life, Stone.
1: How many beers do you go through well, on I, a lawn lawnmower? It's day? like
0: a three or four beer yard. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you finish off a six or later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: So it's a whole day thing. I love it. You turn it into a day thing. And Stone, I'm telling
0: you, as you become down the road, you become a father and you take on life responsibilities. In addition to father responsibilities, you are going to appreciate everything that we just discussed. And you are going to take note and value everything that we just went over. Because I'm telling you, that's the way you're going to live your life as well. I feel like I know you well enough. To know that that's how that this is your path as well, and it's the right path.
1: Oh, you're damn right. Now, <laughs> you're damn right. You're damn right. Let me ask, what kind of shoes you rocking? What's the lawn mowing outfit? Uh, no, you got no, the no. New Balance Monarchs. <laughs>
0: no, I actually just use like three pairs of running shoes ago. Because uh, in my world, I'm Midwest. I'm a Midwest guy. You just recycle shoes. Right. So as soon as you retire a pair of shoes from doing your regular activities. Those are your lawn mowing shoes. (laughs) I love it. Those are your lawn mowing shoes, and of course you got to bring out the edger because you can't have any uh, grass coming up the fence. (laughs) You got to, you got to edge.
1: Okay. Are you shirtless? You're in a tank. Depends. Okay. It depends.
0: I'll usually do a tank so I don't get full body burnt, but I do have to show off the uh the guns a little bit yeah you got any you you, you don't know you don't never know what neighbors are looking at that's what I was whether it's say. Uh, whether it's a woman in the neighborhood you want to say hey this is what's over here in this house or if it's a dude like hey i'm not gonna mess with that
1: dude in that house yeah it's, you're sending a message either way you're definitely sending a message <laughs> whether it's bad or it's good oh, a message oh, is man. getting sent yeah, i just want my wife to I, I want my wife to
0: know that other ladies in the neighborhood knows what she has what she has in her house i right? love that that's right and a little insight into how Ken LaVica does things. Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 1063. Uh, what is your lawn mowing uh, plan? What is your lawn mowing blueprint? How many beers is your lawn worth? 888-760-3776. 760 Because depending on the length of my yard, how long I leave it, it's a three or four beer yard. How many beers is your yard? 888 760 760 3776 Hey, ESPN 1063 is going pink. Join us tomorrow. That's March 2nd for those of you scoring at home. As we go pink in support of the Habitat, for Humanity of South Palm Beach County Women Build happening March 3rd and 4th. The Women Build is an annual event that brings women together to help transform the community. To donate or learn more, text the word BUILD to 561-770-8584 That's the word BUILD to 561-770-8584 We're going pink tomorrow in support of Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County. Hey, How many beers is your yard? I'm curious. I just opened myself up. I'm feeling vulnerable right now. You took a glance into my weekend. How many beers is your yard? Because, again, when it's long, maybe, Stone, I'm going four. Maybe if it's a little quicker job, I'm going three. But if I finish a section of the yard, it's beer time. Okay? How many beers is your yard? Three or four? Or maybe it's a six or a seven. or You never know, Stone. You just never, never, ever know.
1: I don't know, but I will learn.
0: Yeah, you will learn because you're getting there. You're getting there. And
1: I'm a beer guy, so I'll have aspirations to get a big yard. Yeah, now the last thing
0: you want to do, though, is get to the final portion of your yard, and you're sleepy. And then you're like, oh, can I finish this? Because beer is fueling you. You can't overdo it to a point where you're melting down at the end. you got to pace yourself. It's like conditioning, okay? Like after after four beers, you feel like the, the lawn is done, and you say, you know what?
1: Let's go play with the kids. And finish off the Sixer. So, right? you're, so you're buzzed playing with your kids post-lawn mowing. No, I'm just prepared. Eight
0: eight eight seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. It's a dad thing. You'll learn it, Stone. How many beers is your yard when you mow it? I'm Ken Levesque. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.